Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News and Views, the place for pets. Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News and Views, the show dedicated to pets and the people who love them. Brought to you by Dr. Roger HolisticVet.com, the place for safe and effective natural healing for dogs and cats. Now, here's your host, practicing veterinarian, Dr. Roger Welton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Veterinary Advice Animal News and Views. I'm your host, Dr. Roger Welton, known to many of you as just Dr. Roger. Or Roger's just fine. I'm not really hung up on any of it. Welcome to the show this evening, and we are back live. For those of you interested in potentially calling in tonight, the number is toll-free, 877-878-1435, 1-877-878-1435. Tonight I decided to revisit a topic I've covered before, which is dangerous dog breed, quote-unquote, banning. And there's an important reason... I decided to revisit this. I had a very recent problem with this personally, and I've never actually come across this. And my stance previously was that banning dog breeds is misguided and unfair, and I have not changed that position. But I will tell you that from my personal experience, and this is just this past weekend, folks, it has really made me sympathetic to those who feel the way they do. And when I say sympathetic, it doesn't mean I agree with them, but I can can understand where they're coming from. And I think that for those of us that do feel it's unfair and misguided, we need to understand these folks that do want to ban these breeds in communities and be sympathetic so that we can collectively come to a solution. I can I can outline the problems them right now in most communities. I'm sure ours is not unique. I can outline the problems after I explain exactly what occurred. So so once I outline the problems, I think what we need to do is is come together on both sides to figure out solutions, common sense solutions to, to the issue, so that we can move forward in in a realistic way. Because, you know, banning dog breeds, really, it's not the answer. But again, I can understand why some people may feel it's the answer. So my wife and I, back in 2006, <clears throat> were scoping out homes in the, in the area. We live in the Florida Space Coast. And we found this just picturesque community. It's got really nice homes, manicured lawns. There's children out playing everywhere. Everybody's friendly. Everybody knows everyone on a first name basis. It is just such a lovely and wonderful, beautiful place to live. There's a nature preserve right across the street from us that uh, construction is not allowed on. So in the nature preserve, you have all this beautiful wildlife, even bald eagles visit the preserve and sandhill cranes. And I mean, we sometimes, up until recently, (laughs) we, we pinch ourselves um, as as to how fortunate you know we feel that we live in this community, it was just built in 2004, so everything's brand new. And we chose this community in 2006. We didn't have children. We were married for three years. Uh, we were just really 
getting in the process of still getting situated to Florida, building our practice, and we knew that you know at some point we, we wanted to start a family, so we wanted a, a place where we could safely raise a family, where they can be free to play, where there's good school systems, all that good stuff, all the things that parents look for, and in in our case, future parents. Well, the kids were born. We have Austin and Scarlett. Austin's now almost six. Scarlett is almost four. So they're five and three, but on the verge of the next year of life. And everything's been great. You know, we started off strolling them around the neighborhood. And as they got older, now now uh, my daughter's on her tricycle. My son's on his little BMX bike. And we're going around the neighborhood. We walk the dog. We walk, We take the golf cart over to the park. It is, it's been wonderful, and again, I've just been so happy. Well, about a couple of years ago, uh, the lady that lived next door to us got a boyfriend, and she moved out, and rather than sell her home, she decided to keep it as a rental property. So, as you well know, those of you that live next to renters, renters come and go. It's hit or miss. Sometimes you get some cool people. Sometimes you get some not-so-cool people. Sometimes you get hideous people. Um, so, you know, we've, we've been okay with the renters that have, have come through. We, you don't especially make great friends with them because generally they don't stay too long. And <clears throat> in the case of our most re- recent renters, this is, this is where our problems really started to begin. So it started very shady about six weeks ago. It was just a very odd situation. <sighs> These people moved in and no one ever said hi. And they're just very reclusive. And there's always this sort of, endless traffic stream of people coming in and out of this home. And we're thinking, well, that's very strange. Apparently somebody in our neighborhood had, had, you know, inquired with the rental agency that rented the house as to, you know, who rented this house because it seems like, you know, there's like 40 to 50 people in and out of this house at any given time. You never see the same people twice. It's always late later at night not much activity during the day. When people are coming in and out, it's always these expensive cars. Very, very shady. I pulled up one day from work and uh, guys standing outside and on, on, on his driveway. And I popped out and I was about to wave. And he had quickly turned as I pulled in, walked in the garage and closed it. I mean, just very odd behavior. But things started to get really bad. You know, weird is one thing, but... Uh, about two weeks ago, they moved in these these very aggressive pit bulls, and there's two of them. And the, the reason I knew they were pit bulls is because they were these dogs are so athletic that over our six foot privacy fence, we could see them jumping up at the tree branches in their yard, grabbing onto them and actually hanging on the branches and growling and shaking and. But that's not how I, why I assumed they were aggressive. I would just assume the pit bulls are playing. But every time we were in the yard for the past two weeks, if the dogs were out, they were viciously attacking our vinyl fence. So it's a six-foot vinyl fence. They say vinyl. It's not a flabby material. Vinyl, it's, it really is PVC piping material. And uh, it's pretty thick stuff. And so every time my kids are out there or... My dog, I put my dog out, especially when my dog was out, my, my docile yellow Labrador Bernie, 
every time we're out there, these dogs are growling and snarling and just hurling themselves against the fence. And it's it's not only a nuisance, but it's quite frightening, especially to my little kids. My son would you know constantly ask me, "Daddy, why why is there mean dogs next door?" And um, you know, I just told them that you know they not all dogs are nice, and and you know we want to stay away from that house. And left it at that. Well, you know, I was, I was getting ready to write the homeowners association. My wife and I were took a weekend over to the beach over the causeway to just spend the weekend on the beach. I had a little bed and breakfast over there, and left my mom here to pet sit Bernie, my Labrador. And it's about ten o'clock at night, and it's just just this past Saturday, and uh, we get a call from her. She's shaking she's completely shaken terrified actually and she's telling us that she had let bernie out for his last potty of the evening around 10 p.m when the dogs were out started hurling themselves at the fence which you know true to form typical but this time around somehow in less than 20 seconds these dogs managed to bite and claw through the fence rip out three slats and come into our yard and go after my mom 67 years old, by the way, and my dog. Now, the only reason she was able to get free and, and didn't get mauled or she or my, my dog get mauled is because they were so revved up to get in our yard, one dog jumped on the other one's back and they got jammed in the hole temporarily. That bought her just enough time to run into the house and close the door just as one of the dogs hurled himself at the door. And then she left them out there, locked the door, and they were just walking around our yard. So she left with Bernie to basically, they, my mom lives close by, walking distance. She walked him home to her house, <coughs> pardon me, and decided, well, Bernie will spend the night at my house. She called us up. We called the police, and police basically told us, nope, that's not our jurisdiction, sorry, I know it's terrible it happened, but uh, you need to call animal enforcement, here's the number. We call animal enforcement. We get a voicemail. The voicemail says it's after business hours. Call back during business hours. We open at 8.30 a.m. on Monday. Of course, we're coming back to the house Sunday morning, and we don't know what we're going to come home to because we know there's two aggressive pit bulls loose in our backyard. So we get back to the house, and essentially the slats were all you know very crudely put back in, and the, the neighbor, quote-unquote – don't even know who it is. I still don't know who it is. This is nearly a week later. They um, did this really crude hodgepodge, half-baked repair. I mean, it's almost laughable how they try to repair this fence. And uh, we still heard the dogs out there. So we can't. The, the police won't do anything. Animal enforcement isn't open till Monday morning. So we're basically. I, my kids can't go out front even because I know that these dogs can bust out of any section of the fence. So part of the fence faces the front of the property. Can't go in the backyard because they could bust through certainly the makeshift hodgepodge repair. But any part of the fence, obviously, these dogs can charge through. Now that they know they can do it, they're not dumb. So we're basically stuck in our house and and are essentially you know running to our cars to go anywhere the kids have to play inside my daughter and son both know how to unlock our sliding doors though and you know if we turn our heads we get distracted they go out the door they could get mauled and and so so needless to say it was a very stressful day and, and it got even more stressful because i call monday morning 8 30 a.m on the button i'm a veterinarian right you think i'm going to have a 
a direct line to animal enforcement. I talk to them all the time. I get involved in cases. When dogs get torn apart and I stitch them together, I'm often testifying. They know who I am. But despite that, they said, okay, we'll try to get out there today. I said, try to get out there today. My kids' lives are in danger. This is an, a hideous situation. The police won't help us. Are you kidding me? Well, I ended up calling all the way up to the county commissioner. I was so outraged. The county commissioner herself had a call and, and pressure an officer to make it out to my house. Apparently, they're horribly understaffed, and they got, they got five officers on duty at any given time to cover this whole county, which is, this is Brevard County. It's a pretty big county in Florida. So, I mean, this is just a terrible situation. And, 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 I, and by the time they get to my house at 5 p.m. now, folks, not 5 p.m., it, 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 it's no better because the officer proceeds to tell me, okay, look, here's the deal. I can't forcibly have these dogs removed because nobody got hurt. Unless somebody gets hurt, they can't be labeled dangerous dogs, and they can't be removed. Now, all I can do is issue uh, two citations, one for each dog, for the property damage, $100 a piece. And um, you know, then you'll have to take the report that I'm going to write, and then you go to civil court to sue them to have the fence properly repaired. right? And that's just the way the system is. But unfortunately, until somebody gets bitten, I can't do anything. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, in other words, a potential tragedy has to happen. My dog has to get killed or my, one of my kids gets killed or seriously maimed or hurt before something could be done. So the officer told me, walks over to their house to issue the citations. They're not home, okay? And because they're renters, they, they have no idea who they are. So no citations could even be issued at the time. He said, oh, I'll come back tomorrow and the next day, and eventually I'll find them at home and issue the citation. So in the meantime, there's not even citations happening. I got a hole in my fence that was patched together, you know, in a hideous way. Neighbors aren't home. I don't even know who the renter is. And the situation, basically, I'm increasingly feeling powerless here. So the officer told me, look, here's the best thing you can do. And he was a nice guy. He's just working within the confines of the law, and the law is not good. And therein is part of the problem. I'm going to discuss that in a moment. But he said, well, go to your homeowners association. There's probably bylaws in there. A lot of the associations have bylaws uh, restricting dangerous dog breeds, and then you can go through your homeowners association and use them to get the dogs out of there. Well, no such restrictions exist in our bylaws. And I found myself just so perturbed that I was actually wishing that there was dangerous dog breed bylaws, even though every ounce of me is against that. I was actually wishing for that because I was so frustrated and angry and feeling powerless in the situation. I've been a homeowner here since 2006. I pay my taxes, and I have to deal with these despicable renters next door and their killer dogs. And I don't blame the dogs. They, didn't, they weren't born that way. They were made that way. These are irresponsible owners, and they're idiots. And it doesn't change the matter, though, that even though it's not the dog's fault, somebody can seriously get hurt and that somebody's my family. So, as it turns out, I'm just going to end the story short because it goes on for a while, but I want to discuss you know, what, our, what our fundamental problems here with this issue are. I, I organized a mass emailing campaign. I basically walked around the neighborhood and told everyone my story. I know a lot of the neighborhood people, and they were just appalled, especially the other two houses that border this house that share a fence. These people were terrified, knowing that it could happen to them. Both of them have little dogs that you know could get killed in a heartbeat. So we, we did this mass emailing campaign, basically putting the rental 
company on notice. It's one of those property management companies that rents and manages properties on peop- on owners' behalf because the owner of the house lives in Miami now or something like that. So that led to the president of the property management company getting involved and basically, <clears throat> luckily, they broke the lease by having the dogs there. And the amazing thing was when my wife and I looked over the fence, um, it was lined with the, – the whole perimeter of the fence was lined with cinder blocks. Well, according to the lease, they're not even supposed to have pets, let alone killer pit bulls, okay? So so they were in violation of the lease. The owner of the house was put on notice. The uh, person who rented the house was – they were trying to contact her. Apparently, she doesn't – she's only using the house on the weekends. That's a whole other shady circumstance with regard to that part of it as well. But um, long story short, the dogs are no longer there. In fact, none of the people are even there. There was a massive mobilization of men that came to the house with a U-Haul truck that emptied uh, all kinds of stuff from the garage. And this this, uh, convoy of SUVs came, removed propane tanks from the garage, and uh, the U-Haul truck was to remove all the cinder blocks that were in the backyard. And that's the last anybody's seen anybody in that house. And that was as of Tuesday. So here we are, Thursday. So I think there's other things going on in that. There were other things going on in that house, um, aside from the dogs. But, but, but this is Veterinary Advice Animal News and Views. And we're going to talk about the dog part of it. So herein lies the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that the way the law works is until somebody gets hurt, you got to live with the problem. Even if they destroy your fence, that's okay because they're just going to get a citation. And, and folks, I'm sure it's not very different anywhere else. I'm sure it's not any different. They can hurl and snarl and throw themselves at the fence. A, pet, a dog owner can be a complete irresponsible schlub of a person and a pet owner and get away with it. And until somebody gets an ear ripped off or their lip bit off or killed or your dog gets killed, the law can't do anything about it. They can, they can destroy. They can harass. They can be a threat to you all of your life in your home for as long as they want to be. As long as nobody's actively been injured, it's okay. They can be a nuisance in your life. They can frighten your children. That's okay. They're not breaking the law. Even when they break a fence, they're not breaking the law, technically, because that's a civil matter, at least in the state of Florida. So here's the the even bigger kicker. I couldn't even believe it. The citation that the officer, as far as I know, he's still been unable to serve them because he can't get the owner. He can't contact the owner of the dog. He doesn't know who the owner is. Because the the actual renter, who's never here, <laughs> so strange, claimed the dogs weren't hit hers. They were the dogs of her her quote unquote guests, and she thought that it was okay to bring that for her for her pet, guests to bring pets. So they're not hers apparently. So they can't serve her with a citation. So nobody's been served a citation. But even if they'd managed to give somebody a citation, <coughs> there, it's not like. Um, a citation that you get from the motor vehicle where they can impound your car, they can arrest you, they can do all kinds of suspend your license, do all the bad stuff to you if you don't pay it. No. Here's what happens if you don't pay your animal enforcement citation in the state of Florida. They send you to collection. Yes, that's right, folks. They they give you bad credit. <laughs> Somehow, I'm guessing the owners of these pit bulls 
really don't care about their credit. Just have a feeling. Hate to prejudge, but, you know, so far my impression of these folks has been less than stellar. So there's the problem. So, so there I was, and I've been staunchly against dangerous dog breed banning because, you know, I see so many wonderful pit bulls. They're not by their nature like that. Some of the best family dogs I see are pit bulls. Rottweilers. Oh, so, you know, big, mush, big mushy dogs. Um, Doberman pinchers. You know, name your, name your dog. Now, I've never met a Presa Canario. I guess they're pretty aggressive. They're in the dangerous dog category. Can't say I've met one of those. I uh, can't really have an opinion about that. Apparently, they're pretty dangerous. But, you know, as far as all the breeds that have been attempted to be banned in the United States, I've seen wonderful examples of all of them, and I've seen hideous examples of all of them. And the hideous examples are almost always the fault of the owner. It's the people that cause the dogs to be this way. But the problem is, there I was. I've been against the dog breeding all of my life, and there I was hoping and wishing, almost praying that the Homeowners Association had a restriction so I could get rid of these dogs. And there's the problem, and that's, that's where this misguided, unfair tact comes from this side of it, is that people are powerless, people are afraid, and they have no, no recourse but to try to pressure their community to have legislation against these dogs because there's nowhere else they can go. There's nothing else they can do. So that's our problem. So, so what we need to be able to do is, if we can gather a recording of the harassment of the animals, hurling themselves against fences, snarling, being a, an active threat next door to you, if when they plow through your fence, it does become a police matter, and the people are criminally responsible, and it, we don't have to reach a point where somebody is seriously maimed or killed before the law can move, if we can make it so we can be proactive before bad things happen, that's where the solution is. Not banning the dogs, but giving us better tools to be able to deal with the dogs that are owned by these idiots that enable them to act in this manner, that actually promote them to act in this manner. And you know, again, I don't blame the dogs. I don't know where the dogs are, where, they're wherever the people are because the, the the house is a ghost town. Property management people came over today um, because you know they're they are very concerned about what's going on over there. They're actually, as it turns out, responsible for repairing our fence, which which is great. We're going to get it repaired, but uh, they couldn't even get in the home today because the people had changed all the locks, vacated the property, so they couldn't even come in and do an inspection. The inspection was to ensure that the dogs weren't there, but with all the other suspicious stuff, the propane tanks, the, the cinder blocks, and everything else, they're just very concerned. And, want, and, and now the owner of the house had driven up from Miami because she's utterly appalled at you know what could be going on or what could have gone on in the home that she owns. You know, and, and that's the thing. And it's a nice lady that owns the house, and, and you know the, the, the person was thoroughly background checked and. No criminal record or anything like that. Had good credit, and you know she rented the house, but it seems like she rented it on behalf of these thugs that have come in to just make our lives miserable. So it looks like it's hopefully the beginning of the end of the problem. But it really made me want to discuss this topic and revisit it tonight because you know I lived the other side of it, and and, and there I was reporting on it and 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 saying words like misguided and unfair, and I, I still believe in those words, but. But but I, I think having now a sympathetic position based on my own experience, 
I think I'm in a better position to, to look at it objectively and try to bring people together. So certainly in my community, what I'm going to try to do is write to all of my representatives, my state representatives, my county representatives, um, the local the local government, you know, the town council, and see what can be done to empower the citizens to do something about these animals before somebody gets really hurt, to make it so we don't have to live in fear, to make it so that people don't feel like they have to resort to breed bannings to feel safe in their, in, in their communities. So that's my story for this evening. Now, I, I did get in a little bit more detail uh, in my blog at web-dvm.net. Um, I'll be posting that blog later tonight. I, I post the player for each episode, typically often with a, an accompanying blog post. So I, I do write a little bit more in-depthly than I, than I speak. And, um, you know, you can get a little bit more of the story, a little bit more detail. And, um, you know, just, just be educated about it, folks. Learn your town ordinances in case this happens to you. You never know. I mean, here I am in this wonderful little utopia that I live in. I never thought in a million years that I would get this shady circumstance. I mean, if you came to my neighborhood and you saw the kids playing outside and the quality of the people and the quality of the homes and the school system and, and, the, and the ball fields and the parks, you would never think that this could happen here. Well, it did. You get the wrong people next door to you, it can happen. The wrong people could purchase a home. The wrong people could rent a home. Um, in this case, I got very lucky that at least these people were in violation of their lease. So, um, you know, I was able to get satisfaction there. And I feel for the dogs. I really do. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they're owned by apparently some not very good people. But there's nothing I can do about that. I need to advocate for my family first. And that's where we're at. So... Um, thank you for listening tonight. Part of this was also a little bit of a venting session. I've had a really tough week, <laughs> apparently. But uh, we're all unharmed at the moment, and I hope it remains that way. And I hope this continues to go in the right direction. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Feel free to uh, email me about uh, this episode. Or certainly call in next week if you're interested in discussing this further. If you have any stories to share, please share them with us because, uh, you know, the the more we can empathize with one another, the better we can come together to find a solution. This doesn't need to be a polarizing issue. It should be something with that we're, we're together on, and then better things can happen. Good night, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.